You are listening to Pokemon Rose, a nostalgic look back at the Pokemon series, with your host, Dan Hughes. So even though I have been, I suppose, a little lukewarm on Sapphire and Ruby, I really need to emphasize how much I play these games. So it definitely felt like the beginning of the end of my first engagement with Pokemon. Obviously, I, I've come back to it since, but... I really want to shout out exactly what I loved about it. Namely, I really love the music. There's one song in particular that I remember listening to in my little Game Boy Advance speaker. I had it pressed up to my ear so, so often and for so long that the, the area of my Game Boy Advance with the speaker started to become kind of discolored. Not gross, just... Not as vibrant as it was because it was up against my ear like I had made a vacuum out of one single headphone in the worst possible way. Uh, why I didn't just use headphones with the headphone jack that existed on the Game Boy Advance uh, is not for me to speculate. I don't know what was going on in little 11-year-old Dan's mind any more than you do. And I hazard to say that if any of us were to guess, we would have a really weird time. So... Let's not look a gift horse in the mouth. Let's just take that lovely image for what it is and enjoy it here as we uh, move forward into this episode. <laughs> Little Dan, Game Boy Advance, pressed up against his ear, listening to music. Specifically, and this is weird, but specifically, it was the encounter music with the Team Aqua Grunt. Now, any good Pokemon game, any Pokemon game period, is going to have a team in it. Started with Team Rocket, of course, and every game since then has had a team. Usually they're painted as the villains. They've more recently become kind of more of just a, an antagonistic force that maybe isn't the full uh, villain behind the story, but that's for another episode. Team Aqua was the team in Pokemon Sapphire, which is the game that I had first. And I remember, I really liked the battle music that the Team Aqua grunts and the leader Archie had, but specifically, I really liked the music that played when you encountered them in the overworld, when they kind of noticed you. I'm going to play just two or three seconds of it here, just so you know what I'm talking about. All right, that's enough. We don't want to get uh, taken down by any kind of uh, uh, Pokemon strikers, should they exist. But I really love that music, and I used to listen to it whenever it would pop up. Anytime I would uh, run into a Team Aqua member, I would always listen to that before the battle actually started. And I think what I was kenning to when I was a kid is that I just really liked Team Aqua. Team Rocket is awesome. They're just gangsters. It's the Pokemon mob. You know, they don't really have an agenda other than to steal Pokemon and become more powerful. It's a pretty stock standard villainous thing to do. And I really like the direction that Pokemon has taken Team Rocket in the past few years, especially with um, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Again, topic for another episode. But, uh, you know, they're kind of... They're kind of... <laughs> they're, you know, <laughs> they're thugs. There's nothing really all that special about them other than they're the first and 
their boss is a really cool character. Giovanni's a great character, as I've as I've described. Team Aqua was the first, or Team Magma, if you played Ruby, was the first in a long line of Pokemon villainous teams that actually had an agenda and a goal beyond just perpetuating their own power. Specifically, Team Aqua and their leader, Archie, wanted to take control of Kyogre, the uh, legendary one of the legendary Pokemons of this generation. Kyogre is the master of the ocean um, and also the master of rain, I suppose, just water in general. And uh, they wanted to basically take control of Kyogre and make the entire world um, aquatic. They wanted to eradicate all land, or if you're in Pokemon Ruby, uh, their leader wanted to, the leader of Team Magma, wanted to completely eradicate all water from the world and make everything land using Groudon, uh, the kind of counterpart to Kyogre. And this was really cool because in the first couple of games, it was hinted at that obviously it would be bad if somebody like Giovanni had Mewtwo in his control. But it never got to that. We stopped Giovanni before that happened. Team Aqua and Archie, they accomplish it. They actually get control of Kyogre, they make it happen, and then you have to go and quell Kyogre to make sure that things go back to normal. But this was really cool because it was an ideology coming into the game from the antagonist. Specifically, the idea, an evolution of the idea that controlling Pokemon is not really what you should be doing in the world of Pokemon. You should be working together with them. Archie, like Giovanni before him, wanted to control a very powerful Pokemon to enact the means to an end of this weird <laughs> desire that he had to make the entire world an ocean. It's neither here nor there why he thought that was a good idea. But the really funny thing is that once he does it, he immediately, Maxi too, the Team Magma leader, they both immediately are like, oh, this was a bad idea. <laughs> why did I want to do this? This was stupid. We should, uh, I'm sorry, we should reverse this. <laughs> so, you know, never let it be said that the world of Pokemon doesn't have a sense of humor and a sense of pathos, I guess. But to talk about what this gives to the games, more broadly speaking, is that it made the teams, the villainous antagonists of the world, a little bit more menacing because, you know, the mob, Team Rocket, is always going to have some scheme. You're never really going to put a stop to them. You can actually see that that kind of played out in Red and Blue into Gold and Silver. Three years pass from Gold and Silver, I'm sorry, from Red and Blue to Gold and Silver. And in that time, Team Rocket still exists. They're just kind of uh, disjointed and, and separated, but they're still around. Team Aqua and Team Magma, <laughs> at the end of this story, they all kind of come around to the idea that, oh, that was a that was a bad plan. We shouldn't have done that. We really could have messed up the world. And actually, we did for a couple of days there. So, you know, our bad. We're not going to do that anymore. <laughs> but they paved the way for a lot of other really interesting villains to come in. I'll talk about this, obviously, when I get into Diamond and Pearl, Black and White, especially Black and White. Um, but the later games, they all have 
these villains who have very clear plans that are based on ideology and some kind of dream that they have. Here's dreams again, right? Dreams coming into the Pokemon world, even on the villain side, is very important. Because the harsh reality of Pokemon Sapphire and Ruby is that not all dreams should come true. Some dreams are dangerous. Some of them are very detrimental, and they can cause harm to other people. And it takes somebody of immense strength to say that their dream was wrong. So even though Maxi and Archie, the leaders of Team Magma and Aqua respectively, are very pig-headed and have this idea, they don't really come across as evil. They just come across as wrong-minded. You kind of have to show them the error of their ways to make sure that they're not going to do something like that again. And I think it's fair to say that your interaction with them throughout the game's story uh, more or less uh, takes that kind of weird <laughs> thought process away from them and makes them understand that uh, the world is kind of okay as it is with an equal balance of land and sea. At any rate, a really important step for the Pokemon narrative in introducing these compelling villains who, beyond just being scary adults, are actually trying to do something. They believe in something, and they think that they're right. They're not just Giovanni, who knows he's wrong and is having a good time doing it. They believe that what they are doing can have some benefit for the people in the world, and it takes seeing what it actually means for them to get their dream, for them to realize that some dreams are left, are better left, unresolved.